why are police photographing our license plate? What are we doing for veterans returning home damaged physically and mentally, suffering from depression, homelessness, and suicide? Why did the Supreme Court deposit corporate money into our electoral process? Should we redefine middle class as working poor? Or is it just another Wall Street merger? What's really behind new voter picture ID laws in certain states? Why aren't NBC, ABC, CBS, and Fox asking these questions? Welcome to the Reasonable Voice radio show. I'm your host, Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice. The mission of the Reasonable Voice is to connect the dots between politics and finance, the need for better and more affordable education, our humanity, world peace, and, of course, the arts, which we then gladly provide our listeners, the voting public, as informative food for thought to provoke their self-determination and appetite for equal economic opportunity and justice for all without truth decay. The Reasonable Voices are advocates prioritizing education, preserving our history, leading by example for a peaceful and prosperous world by evoking and embracing both creative artists and political unity as solutions to our challenges. Welcome to the Reasonable Voices talk radio show. My guest today is singer-songwriter Carl Anderson. Well, first of all, welcome, Carl. How are you? I'm doing well. How are you, Marcello? I'm good. It's good to talk to you again. It uh, it hasn't been that long, but it seems like I'm uh, I'm it following you. Like <laughs> yeah, yes. At the same time, I was <laughs> going to say that it seems like I'm following you around on the tour, and uh, it's been it's yeah. been forever. But we uh, just new things happening all the time, I guess. But here's the thing. I want you, uh, you listeners to know that uh, Skylar Fisk, and Carl Anderson, and Sam Wilson are on an extended tour, um, at least through the end of 2016, of the Restless Hearts, not to be confused yeah. with the Restless Heart. So, um, and, I, and according to, by the way, uh, the Bluegrass situation, Carl Anderson, as a singer-songwriter, melds classic Nashville instrumentation, muscle shoals, flourishes, and West Texas poetism into a perfectly balanced musical patiche. I hope you can tell how much I love reading that review, Carl. <laughs> That's my favorite review. Uh, yes, well, that would be anyone's remember, favorite. It was very thoughtful, and uh, yeah, I like, I like that one. Yeah. When I'm feeling low, I go back and read it. No, I'm kidding. I don't. <laughs> but it's a very nice review. It is. It is. And from what I've heard, it's very true. Uh, originally, uh, Carl, you're from Charlottesville, Virginia, yes? Yeah, I was born in uh, I was born in Madison County, um, just outside of Charlottesville. And I grew up in uh, this little, I spent the first eight years of my life in uh, Wolftown, Virginia, which is this little unincorporated area. Hmm. Near Madison County, and then I moved into uh, into Charlottesville proper as a, a teenager. I grew up there. I went to Albemarle High School and graduated. You know, I mm-hmm. picked up the guitar in tenth grade and was playing in a couple bands and in school and recording myself in my bedroom and, hmm. and uh, just got put myself in the scene after high school mm-hmm. in Charlottesville. And, so, Never looked back, basically. Yes. So, so you, in high school, you pick up the guitar, and then you 
sort of play around town in Charlottesville with various bands yeah, or did. what? Yeah, it was kind of cool. I was, I was there was a, a venue called the Gravity Lounge, which now is the Southern in Charlottesville. It's oh, the same yes, room. yes. Um, but at the time, it was, it was the Gravity Lounge, and the Gravity Lounge was this weird place. It was like sort of like this, it was a music venue and uh, a library, and it was in the basement of this building. And uh, I was actually able to go in there, and I got to know the owner, mm-hmm. Bill. Um, and he, I dropped off like a demo CD, and he was actually receptive to it, and brought me in and to open shows. And so I was actually able to open for Tommy Ramon and like Richie Havens, and he was just Bill was really cool, and I could just drop in and find a good gig for myself. But that's when I first started playing out, really. Interesting, you know? interesting. Yeah, I, and I saw, I, and I was, I was there seeing shows all the time too, and meeting, meeting other musicians, and developing these sort of like mentorships um, um, with people in town, with older guys mm-hmm, and girls. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I didn't know uh, as the gravity, but I, as the Southern, I've been there. Actually, I directed uh-huh. a a two person theater piece there called uh, Nixon's Nixon. Really. And it seems oh, to be, wow. yeah. you know, the place has a, uh, no matter what name or owner, it seems to have, a, say, an aura about it that attracts yeah. uh, new work and new artists, uh, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Good things there. So, and by the way, for those who'd like to know, that uh, that's located just off the downtown mall. It's a walking outdoor uh-huh. mall, for those who don't know, in Charlottesville, Virginia. Um, yeah. Tell us more about uh, how the tour is going Going with uh, you and Skylar Fisk and Sam Wilson. How's that? It's, it's great. We had, a, we had a really remarkably fun uh, first leg. We did some shows in Texas and in California mm-hmm. and uh, up in the Northwest. Um, but it was, really, it was really great. We, it's just been pretty easy. We're all such good friends. Mm-hmm. So it's just it's been pretty laid back, and we're just now we're actually all in Austin together today, um, shooting a music video. Oh. And so the crew is getting getting everything together, and we're just kind of hanging out. So we're we actually played a gig last night here in Austin, uh-huh. and we'll have a short break, and then on November thirtieth we play Nashville, and then wow. um, Atlanta and Birmingham, and then we'll hit the Northeast and do. Boston, New York, Charlottesville, Philadelphia, and so it's been it's gone really well, and we're just uh, we're just gearing up now for this second half. Mm. Basically, things are things are going. Just returned from from work on a, a film in Minnesota that she mm-hmm. was doing, and so she's gotten she's back now. It just feels good to have the old band back together. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's fun. It's a really good energy. It's, well, it's, it sounds like it's, I mean, it's an exciting thing. You guys are on tour. First of all, each of you performs as, as soloists as well, uh, but you've come together yeah. uh, to create this energy as a trio. You're on the road on a tour all over the country, it seems, mm-hmm. and yet you have, um, yeah. you have times when someone will go off, do a show, come back, do a movie, come back, yep. and yep. now you're doing a music yep. video. We're working with a director, uh, Andrew Chabay, uh-huh. a great filmmaker here in Austin, and a friend of Skyler's that we've gotten connected with. And so it's just really, 
it's an it's an inspired thing. We're all yes. just like really, we're all it's we we found that it, it just feels good, and we're all keeping each other motivated mm-hmm. in our respective careers and in our uh, in this this new band uh, uh, dynamic as well. So it's mm-hmm. just, it's it's cool, you know. It's really cool. You know, I know it helps that the, the three of you are such great friends, and you've worked together before. It's not like it's the first time. But still, uh, it's a dynamic that has a, a little different sure. feel to it, especially when you when you go on the road with somebody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it, that's a make-or-break situation. Yeah. <laughs> it oh. really is. Trust me, we had our, we had our uh, you know, it was, it was interesting, like, you know, before any of this, you know, as we were leaving mm-hmm. Nashville for the, the first half, it was like, you know, it's kind of, it was, I would maybe tense isn't the, the right word, mm-hmm. but we were all a little bit like, okay. Yeah. It's going to take a few days to like really, to really learn the, uh, the dynamic of this group. And, but it, it turned out to be, it turned out to be very, very easy and fun. And so we're thankful for that. Yes. It, it's not always like that as we, as we know. Sure. Well, that's great, though. It's uh, you know, nothing ventured, nothing gained. You, you guys, uh, yeah. you guys. Uh, have... Maybe we'll break up on this run. Yeah. <laughs> but so far, so good. Okay. You're wowing everybody and each other. Um, we're gonna make up behind the music, I think. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. It'll be very, very dramatic. When, <laughs> when is the um, music video you're shooting? You say you're literally setting up now. Is it you're shooting it today? Yeah, we're. Yeah, we're shooting it today. Yeah. And so. Um, we should there should be you know something out in the uh, relatively soon probably in the next month. Mm, excellent. Well, you know, it, it, uh, you you had really, I mean, like anyone, I guess it's fair to say it was an inconsistent beginning. It's not like anything fell in your yeah. lap, but at the same time, you did some rel- relatively impressive things uh, early on. Like originally, um, you, one of your first success stories is that you. Were working behind the scenes as a songwriter, but you were contributing to Andrew Combs's Worried Man album, among others. Yes, tell us about those early days. Yeah, yeah, I'd gone to Nashville back in 2009 and 10. I followed a friend of mine there, and I had had I happened to have the week off from uh, work, mm-hmm. and so uh, I went down and I actually ended up signing a publishing deal the week I was there, and so wow, I kind of like was staring right into. Uh, the ring of music row song, songwriters in Nashville, and I ended up, I, met, I didn't move there permanently until a couple of years ago, but mm-hmm. I began to float back and forth often, and so I ended up meeting, actually the way I met Andrew Combs, it's fortuitous, it was his then manager was this guy, Bo Brannon, who lived in the basement of mm-hmm. the publishing house that I wrote in, and so mm-hmm. I, when Bo and I met, he sort of immediately like wanted to arrange a play date, um, for me and Andrew, and um, we we did that. We met up and played some songs, and and hung out, and actually got to be good, fast friends. Mm-hmm. And so when Andrew was making that record, worried man, he just um, he wanted to. He knew he wanted to record something something of mine, and mm-hmm. so I put together basically a, a a playlist of you know fifteen or twenty songs, and he chose heavy, a mm-hmm. song called Heavy, which mm-hmm. I had all but forgotten about I didn't perform it live it was just a song I'd written kind of like demoed and then mm-hmm. you know I didn't do anything with it but he loved that song and he cut it and actually became you know one of his more popular tunes and mm-hmm. sort of st- 
me play it. And hey, I, that's my favorite Andrew Combs song in there. Yeah, oh, great. It's actually my song. Yeah. yeah. But, so I just, just basically got. I was lucky um, to have gone there when I did, and uh, and I kind of got right into it. I mean, I, mm. like I said, I I signed that publishing deal and completely unexpected and. Um, and it was it just allowed me it was an opportunity to meet you know mm-hmm. tons of people that I still interact with now like Raylan Baxter and Caitlin Rose mm-hmm. and Andrew Combs and at that time nobody had anything going on it was like we were all just hanging out at each other's houses like passing a guitar around and, mm-hmm. and check out this demo and but now it's like a, it's been fun to see the formation of a lot of careers you know yes exactly and that you're still friends too says a lot, you know, a lot of and respect. We're still friends, yeah. yeah, and a lot of respect for each yeah. other's work and working together. I mean, it's it's a it's a great yeah. it's a great arc. That's what I'd like to say. Yeah. Time is divine. Yeah, Nashville's a it's it's a good scene. Like you know, Fargo Price, you know, has like she, her year has been crazy, and it's like we all know her. She's part of the scene in mm-hmm. Nashville, and so when she you know played Saturday Night Live, you know, we all got together. At, a club in town and like watched her on TV and it's like it's a really tight knit um, community mm-hmm. and it's pretty it's, it's a special moment there mm. definitely you know excellent um, it feels like a like a particularly inspired moment in Nashville Nashville's quite a place I've never been there but I actually have been uh, been produced by uh, people out of Nashville uh, oh yeah uh, yep. I, I, I won't mention any names <laughs> but they but uh, but but you know they they've been very generous to me. Let's put it that way, and uh, uh, so that's fascinating. How about you know I'm I'm always asking you about your latest single. Is it still your latest? Not forgotten you. What's that? Is uh, not forgotten you still your latest single? It's uh, yeah, not forgotten you. Um, I guess the uh, restless heart is technically a more recent single but uh-huh. yeah Not Forgotten is the last song I put out um, under my own name and it has a it has a special story actual vinyl yes LP yes yeah it's uh, we pressed a little 7 inch hmm um, but yeah it's good and uh, and, and that's uh... like a, it just served as like a little uh, like a little tweener like was the idea like uh-huh. between um, another full length album we just wanted to have a track out Gotcha. So, um, I guess that just to put it together, I suppose, with uh, where that takes us, you recently performed in 2016 at the Stagecoach, the Stagecoach Music Festival in uh-huh. Indio, California. Tell us about that. That's a pretty cool experience. We I signed with uh, um, a booking agency mm-hmm. um, earlier in the year um and uh we were excited to it's um stagecoach is sort of like country mm-hmm. the country music version of coachella yes um in fact they happen both of those festivals happen on the same polo grounds in indio and uh we didn't expect to get a gig mm-hmm. quite like that but it was sort of like our our agent came out to a show in nashville we were playing at the subler which is this, this little restaurant bar and he was like a I've got good news. I've put you guys at Stagecoach. So it was fun. I got to put a band together and we all flew out there. <laughs> and, uh, got to play on a big stage with 
with big screens, mm-hmm. you know, our faces. It was pretty, it was pretty funny, um, but it was just a great, it, was, it turned out to be a really great experience. I made, I think I made a lot of new fans. Mm-hmm. Um, it was beautiful time of the year to be in India. Yes. You know, we had a couple of days off in LA, which is always nice. I do like Los Angeles quite a bit. Yes. So it was good. No. It was a really fun, unexpected um, gig opportunity for us. Now, speaking of unexpected, did I understand you correctly? You got the gig and then you put the band together? I got the gig and then I put the band together, yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> how does that, like, how does that like, work? <laughs> that's what I've done, man. Like, I have, like, just a, just a, you know, list of, I have a rotating cast of characters that gotcha. play with me and, you know, some people aren't available. It's, it's hard to keep a regular band together in Nashville because everyone, everyone needs to work and so... Sure. Often, your guitar player to make money will have to go on tour with um, Kenny Chesney or something, and so well, it's like yeah. (laughs) (laughs) If you got it, you got it. I got, I got the gig. Yeah, exactly. So I got the gig, and then all right, let's see who's available to play. (laughs) Yeah, that's yes. Well, you know, when you come to the when you come bearing the gig, and you say, "Okay, I've got it. Uh, Who wants to go with me?" I, I, it may not make it easy because schedules being, uh, you know, co- coordinating schedules is a, you know, a challenging thing. I know, but still, it's nice to, when someone is able to pick up the phone and say to people they uh-huh. know and talent they know, "I've got this great opportunity. How would you like to go with me?" That's, uh-huh. that's, that's exciting. All right. So, yeah, um, what about? Um, the single Restless Heart. Uh, I know it's available on iTunes and Spotify, Google Play, Amazon. How does that uh, resonate still with you and your fans? It's good. You know, we're just uh, we're, we're just slowly making our way around. And mm-hmm. It's it's this reception's been been really good. Yeah. Uh, it's you know. It's unconventional five and a half minute ballad mm-hmm. as a single, you know, it's like <laughs> it's kind of funny, but but people have really liked it. It's really like it's a quieter mm-hmm. tune that we that we have in our set. That you know, if if we're performing in a particularly chatty room, mm-hmm. people it usually quiets an audience, and so mm-hmm. it's been very well received, I think. And and it's still getting out there, you know. We were added to a couple of Spotify playlists and. So people are still discovering it, you know, and enjoying it. My mom sure loves it. Yes. <laughs> our parents, our parents really like it. Well, that's good. That's always a good thing. Being appreciated at home. Not everyone has been, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Listen, we're going to take a short break. Um, we are speaking with a songwriter and singer Carl Anderson, who's currently on tour with uh, uh, Skylar Fisk and Sam Wilson. They're um, well, they're hitting a lot of lot of spots, Nashville, Texas, the upper uh, northwest, and heading back to northeast and Charlottesville, Virginia, which is mid-Atlantic. So it's it's quite a tour, and and it's going to run at least to the end of this year. So uh, take a break with us. We'll be right back with Carl Anderson. Stay with us. Another film rental discovery. Welcome to the Indie Film Minute. 
Australian director Bruce Beresford has been a well-respected director since his 1980 breakthrough film, Break a Morant. With such Oscar-recognized films as Driving Miss Daisy and Tender Mercies to his credit, it should come as no surprise that he is a master of manipulated emotion. Mao's Last Dancer tells the true story of Lee Kunsen, plucked as a child from farm life in rural China to become a state-trained ballet dancer. Lee was a part of Mao Zedong's plan to develop great athletes and artists who could demonstrate to the world the triumph of Chinese communism. He is ultimately chosen by the state to travel to America, representing the superiority of his homeland. Lee interns with the Houston Ballet Theater and becomes a star. When he decides to defect and remain in America, a potentially embarrassing major international incident looms. It's tempting to write off this film as jingoist propaganda and a manipulative tearjerker, but it is also a story well told, with great beauty in the dance and a basis in historical fact. Yes, Mao's Last Dancer is touching and magnificent entertainment. Tears do flow, and that's just fine with us. Indie Film Minute. Not in theaters. Discovery through rental. Welcome back to the Reasonable Voices radio show. My guest today is singer-songwriter Carl Anderson, who is currently on tour with Skylar Fisk and Sam Wilson in what they're calling the Restless Hearts Tour. They seem to be going everywhere, Nashville, Texas, uh, Upper Northwest, and and then heading back east and uh, northeast and Charlottesville and so forth. Um, you guys are going to yeah. be home for the holidays, not Thanksgiving, but Christmas. Yeah, we're, we will make it home for Thanksgiving actually. Oh, Christmas, but yeah. Well, we're, that's good. We're making, luckily, we have we have uh, a couple of breaks. Okay, that sounds it's good. Actually, it's, yeah, routing's pretty pretty solid. Uh, you pretty know, with the way it's been, uh, it's been booked. And and that's smart but, booking. Yeah, we're going everywhere. <laughs> yes. But you know, Carl, I'm wondering, I know it seems like such a mundane question to ask such a fine musician, but you, you guys are traveling uh, great distances and uh, different time zones, different geographical areas. I'm just wondering, with the weather so strange, how how's yeah. sleeping, how's traveling, how's the weather? Uh, how do you hold up? It's pretty good. It's actually beautiful and awesome today. It's... Um, it's sort of cool, which is mm-hmm. not quite what I'm used to when I'm here. Yes. Usually, uh, sweating through my jeans. <laughs> but, uh, it's been really nice. We've, we've actually had, we've had good luck with weather. We'll see what happens on this, on these Northeast shows. You know, I'm hoping maybe we'll see some snow in New York or something. We'll skate around Rockefeller Center together. Mm-hmm. Or holding hands, but. And, but we'll see. But yeah. weather, for the most part, is really good. You know, it's not always like that. I mean, we've, I don't think we'll have to cancel any shows, but in the past, you know, it's like sometimes there's a snowstorm and a storm, and you got to cancel or reschedule shows. It can get a little hairy, but for the restless hearts, you can handle it. That's right. How's your traveling uh, arrangement? I, uh, your van, I know you got... Uh, what, what what's I don't know what I just I'm fascinated with it because when I interviewed Sam Wilson last you guys had just gotten in the, and were taking hitting the road and I just thought wow what what is that like as it sounds like it it's sort of home away from home there it's a Mercedes Sprinter mm-hmm. and uh, black and yeah, I mean it's a I don't know 
how to put it other than that it's a sexy vehicle I mean, it's yeah. a really good looking car <laughs> and it's got it's got bunks bunk beds uh-huh. and uh, it's like our traveling green room when we play a club that doesn't have a green room or does have a green room but uh-huh. it smells like yeah um, <laughs> a green room other, other weird things and yeah. so we can just kind of hang in the sprinter but it's a good place to it's a good place to unwind but it actually broke down on the way to Austin it we mm. had to have the alternator replaced. Oh, wow. And so we spent 15 hours in Benton, Arkansas, um, getting that taken care of. But it's been, it's just a super reliable, um, good van. Mm-hmm. In Sam's words, you know, kept, has kept sons of bill together. Sure, yeah. You know, it's just, uh, it's very comfortable and it's really generous of Sam to let us use it for his shoes. He's become a good friend. His older brother sort of uh, discovered you, didn't he? I mean, many people discovered you, but he yeah. was one of them, right? Actually, his, his, uh, his younger brother, his, uh-huh. they call him his big, his big little brother. His big little brother, okay. He's much taller than Sam, but uh, yeah, James discovered me in Charlotte, so I was just like busking beneath the Paramount. Mm-hmm. Peter Marquis. They gave me $3 for a slice of pizza. We talked for like, we ended up having a conversation. We talked for about an hour, and we became best friends. Mm. Basically. That's how it goes. And, uh, and then I just sort of like became well acquainted with that entire family, all of the Wilsons. And, mm-hmm. You know, Sam's like my, he's like the big brother I never wanted. <laughs> uh, you, know, you know, he's a mess. Uh, but I, he looked out for me. Yes. I, I love when I first talked to Sam, the, the, the sons of Sam, and I thought... I asked, I think I asked oh, yeah. him, is that as simple as uh, oh, you, your three brothers or uh, his father's name Sam? And he said, yep, that's it. <laughs> well, oh, <my> God. <laughs> keep <Lord>. it simple. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's one of the strangest people I've ever met in my yeah. life. But I do love him. I do love him very much. He's a great guy. You and he, I, I, I've told him this and I've told you this. It's, it's not just the music, which is beautiful and moving, no question. But it's the lyrics you guys uh, write. Uh, you know, I'm a big believer. I've told you before, timing is divine. Your lyrics, um, you know, don't stop trying. Uh, a silver lining, no point in asking why. How do you come? How do you come up with these lyrics? What? Where do they come from? I don't know. Ah, there you go. That's the answer. That's the answer. Yeah, I. You know, I. I really. I have to wait for a feeling. And. Uh, Usually just comes out of nowhere, and uh, I, if I'm lucky, I'll, I'm like around a guitar or you know a pencil mm-hmm. or a pen. I can write it down, but um, yeah, I really don't know. It's a it's a mystery to me still. Yes, I, you know, I, it'll just like it'll just show up. You know? I know that feeling as a writer. I try to carry around. I'm I'm always what I remember to do is to tell myself carry your little audio recorder because you know these things come from from the air from the universe from the yeah. you know the aura whatever and um uh-huh. it, it, but nine times out of ten i don't if i have my audio recorder with me it's tucked away in the case <laughs> and then i have oh to try gosh. to remember I, but um yeah, i probably i i make a lot of voice memos mm-hmm. in, in my in my phone yes but i'll you know i'll hear a line you know, I'll come up with a line or a yes. verse or chorus idea and just kind of jot it down or play through it. And But, um, you know, both of the records that exist in the world of mine, like, 
those songs, you know, it's like it they you know, whatever whatever happened in the first I mean, most of them were written in ten or fifteen minutes and mm. I really just didn't go back and edit much at all. I was just like I just have lived with you know, like that initial mm-hmm. uh, burst burst of creative energy. Exactly. When it flows it's kind of like, it's it, sort of like yeah. If it flows, just trust it. That's it. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even, yeah. even when sometimes it does... Too, if I can remember it. Yes. <laughs> I can remember an idea a couple days later. Yes. It's probably a decent enough idea to finish. I love uh, when I'm, I'm sitting around uh, or having dinner with my wife and she'll say something, just a, you know, a, no, a normal phrase, but for some reason it hits uh-huh. me a certain way. Yeah. Do you have that too? You take off and... Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, One of yours that I really love is um, uh, Lord, Can You Take Me Far Away From Here? And I know some people, when I tell people that, they say, well, that sounds depressing. I say, no, 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 it isn't about that. It's, it's, well, you tell us. What is it about for you? Lord, can you? Just about, you know, the the feeling of needing to go away, to to be refreshed. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, to allow yourself perspective. And uh, I wrote that song actually with Andrew Combs. Oh, uh huh. We wrote, we wrote that song together back in back in the day, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's just uh, yeah, I haven't listened to that song in a while, but it's, it's yeah, it's not as it's not as sad as no. the lyric thing. Yeah, not it's, it's, like, it's hopeful. It is hopeful, and it's just reminding us that there is a place we can go. Now that place. It, it is uh, inside of us in all probability, but it doesn't mm-hmm. mean you can't um, inspire it with the uh, with the, with yeah. silence, with taking the time to set the stage with the externals. But I don't know. It's just it just touches me. It really does. Like see you on Thank the you. other side. I love that. Mm. Yeah. 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 It's, uh... Thank you so much. I'm, I'm glad that. Yeah. It's you know it's. I find it sort of hard to difficult to talk about the meaning of a lot of these songs mm-hmm. only mm-hmm. because um, only because I wrote them so fast you know, I'm still going back and with a lot of them and you know listening and figuring out what they mean to me exactly yes. you know and maybe they mean I, different things thing too. they may mean different things yeah. to you at different times of your life exactly yeah yeah, yeah. songs written in uh, coming from a heartbreak? Uh, 
<laughs> How yeah, can you avoid it, right? <laughs> it's pretty much unavoidable. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll leave it at that. And That's definitely. good. <laughs> well, anyway. Uh, I, I am in a happy relationship now. Hey, very good. Congratulations. <laughs> Me too. But I, I, but I know of what we speak. <laughs> Some yeah, of that yes, best yes. creation comes from, I don't know. But anyway, uh, you know, after Skylar Fist's album, Blue Ribbon Winner, and yours, Risk of Loss, and then Sam Wilson's Sons of Bill's album, Love and Logic, you three Virginians uh, decided to uh, take it on the road and... and uh, uh, you know, blend your voices together and and make a joyful mm-hmm. noise. It's um, uh, it's that high and lonesome Virginia sound. Yes, yes. Uh, what what um, your first writing collaboration, um, mm-hmm. Restless Heart was the first writing collaboration for you and Skylar, and and you yeah and you, yeah go ahead. The one and only. <laughs> ah, and. and and you, yeah. yeah, you recorded it in um, at least one version of it in Sam Wilson's uh, uh, studio, yes. Mm-hmm. So you guys, yeah, the, yeah. Uh, the version that's available online is uh, we, yeah, we did that at Sam's place, and it was like it just all came together perfectly. You know, mm-hmm. he was around, he was in town that weekend. I was in town for a show. He was mm-hmm. actually opening um, my show solo. Mm-hmm. And Skyler happened to be in town as well, and really, well, we'd written a song a few years prior. Uh huh. Yes. weren't quite sure what to do with it, and, but it sort of all began to make sense that weekend because we were. It was like, oh wait, well Sam's got a great studio, and we can go up there and record it in a day. And Sam mm-hmm. basically set up two microphones. We recorded it like, like a David Rawlings Gillian Welsh record. Yes. Just live, live in the room, two microphones both singing and playing live and and then we ended up having some other musicians do overdubs we had a drummer in Philly mm-hmm. play a part and send it send it along and a, a string arrangement that we put together and um, by a guy in Los Angeles one of Skylar's friends and so it's kind of cool technology allowing us to to uh, put a track together with these musicians that are mm-hmm. in different places parts of the country but but yeah it's sort of a uh, it's kind of, you know, the track was born that day, and then mm-hmm. it was inspired us to, to do this tour, you know? Yes. Let's like, go out and play some shows, and we'll all play our different songs, and mm-hmm. it's just this cool, it's this cool thing, but just organically sort of um, going to our laps. It, it just seems to be, you know, and I say, I say this because... Uh, uh, well, I say because it it feels this way to me that there, a lot of what you do, the three of you, but you as as a solo performer and writer too, there's this um, uh, what do I want to say? I want another word besides aura. There's this sphere in which you exist that that is a creative bubble that uh, I don't know just just sort of surrounds you. I and I I get that from Sam's work as well, but. Uh, when I talk to you, I, I'm always reminded, I know I probably already said it in this interview, timing, timing is divine. And you guys write this song you know, years earlier, and then suddenly uh, the three of you are at the East of the Sun studio uh, yeah. recording it, and suddenly it takes on a life through the three of you that 
you may not have even thought of prior to that. Is yeah. that is that a, yes. a, a accurate assessment? Yes, I thought about it a good bit, and it, I mean, this is the way this is the way that bands um, come together, really. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, um, but we're just uh, it's it has it has inspired us to do more writing together, and and we're recording, and so mm-hmm. you know, it's not. It's not um, probably not off base saying that there's that we'll do a record together as the wrestle starts. Oh, great! Um, and so we're just kind of holding on and having fun, and you know, um, just seeing where it takes us. But it's just been this nice uh, uh, respite from you know the, the daily grind of our yeah. own respective careers. Yes, yes, and, 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 away from that, and it's and it motivates all of us in our our uh, individual work as well, I think, in a good way. I believe so, too. I really do. Well, before we go, let's remind people uh, where the tour is. You've, I know you've, uh, uh, I, I don't know if you mentioned San Francisco earlier, but you've been to San Francisco and by, this, yes, and, and, and uh, by December 7th, after your Thanksgiving break, you're going to be in Boston, so you'll be back on our shores yeah. uh, and New York yeah. and Charlottesville, uh, uh-huh. Virginia, and December 9th. Uh, yeah. Oh, and v- Vienna, yeah. Virginia, too, December 12th. Um, am I leaving out anything? Philadelphia? Uh, Phil- Philadelphia, yeah, 13th, I think it is, December 13th. Yeah. The, 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 the Saddle there in Philadelphia. Who designed, um, I, because I love the cover art for the single All Restless right. Heart. Who was that? I'm really happy you asked, actually. That's uh, Skyler's uh, sister is... Uh, uh, Madison Fisk designed that cover. She's uh-huh. a brilliant visual artist, uh, painter, and sculptor, and and she was really generous and and uh, and helped us design that that image. And, mm-hmm. and we've been super happy with it. People really like it. Yes, she's brilliant. We hope to continue to work with her. Excellent. And uh, yeah, and she's uh, she's just a great person too. We really, she's a really good to have around. Very creative. She's mm-hmm oh good okay well I'm not going to keep you much longer because I know you've got a video a music video to do (laughs) on the road stopping long enough to do a music video I love it Um, but uh, tell us how do we how do we book you guys for instance how do we find you Facebook website all all that yeah we're on Facebook we're all individually on Facebook although we don't have a Restless Arts page Uh Um, so Carl Anderson Sam Wilson Skyler Fist, you can look any of those names up and find us on Facebook, and we each have websites, too. Good. Um, my website is thecarlanderson.com, and that... uh, all of, uh, you can find all of the um, pertinent tour information on that page, and, and hopefully you will. Yes, absolutely. You know, people can, people, I hope people will go and come out and see a show, because it's, it feels pretty special, and uh, we just want to share it with our friends, and friends and fans. Mm-hmm. And are you open? It may seem like a silly question, but let's let people know. Are you open to extending the tour into the next year? Yeah, definitely. I think we want to go to Europe. Oh, great. Um, but for sure, I think we're just like, you know, uh-huh. we're all sort of playing it by ear, but, you know, it's uh, we're still learning new songs and we're going to write new songs and uh-huh. maybe make a record. And so I'm hoping that, yeah, definitely. Definitely. Excellent. Some, some more work in the new year. 
All right, ladies and gentlemen, I've been talking to the Carl Anderson <laughs> himself, songwriter and singer, uh, originally from Charlottesville, Virginia, but now all about the United States of America and looking forward even to a European tour, perhaps, with his uh, professional and personal friends, Skylar Fisk and Sam Wilson. Uh, remember what I told you, the bluegrass situation said about... Uh, Carl's music and about Carl and all the uh, incredible lyrics and the touring that's still going on. We're going to let him go now and make a music video with his his, <laughs> his band buds. But um, Carl, I want to thank you so very much for being on the show and wish you and Skylar and Sam all the very best. All you restless hearts you out there. Okay? I appreciate you. It's always such a pleasure. Oh, well. My pleasure, too. Bye now. Stay with us as we'll be right back with a final comment from The Reasonable Voice. And now, another film rental discovery. Welcome to the Indie Film Minute. Frozen River is an independent film written and directed by Courtney Hunt. In it, the experienced actress Melissa Leo first attracted major recognition for her standout performance. It took this compelling little film to finally bring her the wider attention she so richly deserves. Ray Eddy, played by Leo, lives near the St. Lawrence River in an area frequented by smugglers for sneaking illegal immigrants across the Canadian border. Life can be really difficult for those on the bottom rung. Ray lives there. Abandoned by her husband and faced with no resources to care for her children, she teams up with a hapless Indian smuggler to make trips across the frozen river. Their cargo is human. Human smuggling is not a world for the average mom. It takes callousness toward the living contraband and backbone to deal with those who exploit them. Ray lacks the former, but she is tough as nails when she has to be. Frozen River is a fine American indie film. There is depth of performance, greedy detail, and moral choice. Ray is a good person who chose a wrong path. Yes, she made a choice to enter a world with dangerous ramifications, far beyond her and her family. But family above all, right? Indie Film Minute. Not in theaters. Discovery through rental. Find us on the web at www.indiefilmminute.com. Hello, I'm Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice, thanking you for joining us and becoming one of the reasonable voices heard around the world. Have a reasonably happy Thanksgiving. Though enduring a journalistic age of overtly self-important, over-the-top myopic gossip, we still have a reasonable chance for happiness this Thanksgiving, for as a people we are much better than media hype and post-political campaign conjecture. Perhaps having a device-free Thanksgiving would soothe the savage breast of half of gathering family members, if only until that post-overstuffed tummy-gurgling craving carbonation to overcome too many upending election night surprises before belching out a food coma inauguration. Despite desperation voting, pointless non-voting for points not taken, deterioration of humane treatment of all humanity, and food deserts in the middle of fracking and factory farms, gluttony, temporarily fracturing our union, 
Happiness is appreciating Native Americans for the holiday they gave us and supporting all who celebrate Thanksgiving in war zones by keeping the peace around our dinner tables here at home. Our national fault lines are less in our stars than in ourselves, so go high. Give every American from sea to shining sea, documented or not, original occupiers of the realm or invading European forces, historically enslaved or constitutionally kept in her place, family, friends, nosy neighbors, and even strange acting relatives from afar, a welcome home. In grateful chorus, pause administration's mutations, bestowing upon each other our thanks in celebration of temporarily reoccupying the no-man's land of loving unity, civility, and mutual respect with a calm, not so fast with that Trump-fueled family feud. Arguably, it's reasonable to expect Donald Trump will perpetually elect to be his own worst enemy, and without any help from the sanity of the popular vote, sustaining love thy neighbor as thyself, and stewardship of the earth and all life upon it, clearly some of the people, some of the time, are enabled, indeed emboldened, by vulgar loudmouths mistaking inciting violence for leadership. Amidst self-righteous victories, our saintly patience can rise above the gullible, gasping to revitalize the supremacy of rusty minds and oil-slicked tongues, worshipping the greatness of fifth-grade phrases in the shadow of the very economic swamp creationists they and their Pied Piper claim to want to drain. Yes, judicial dredging of Congress and K Street would uncover the remains of individual thought, and exceptional justice for all. However, the Thanksgiving grease trap that needs draining from top to bottom is the cesspool of cokeheads laughing all the way with indiscriminate hedge funds while the duped hail Trump and commit acts of discrimination. Government of, by, and for the people was never intended to mean not voting, only voting, or trusting everything or everyone streaming on any screen. Sadly, some studies profess that over half of Americans trust the news on social media, and millennials are less likely to fact-check this news. In addition, older is no longer wiser, for those over 40 are less likely to trust any POV different from their repetitive primary source of corporate-owned media aiding and abetting America's current cannibalistic tendencies. Now that the right white has been put back in the White House, humane Americans need vigilantly support all whose constitutional rights are most vulnerable to mobs transitioning Thanksgiving into Halloween. If we the people stand tall with our fellow Native Americans, female Americans, African Americans, Islamic Americans, Asian Americans, Hispanic Americans, Jewish Americans, LGBTQ Americans, physically and mentally challenged Americans, then the racism and sexism agenda falls flat on its face. In Thanksgiving, 1. Almost 2 million more Americans voted no to all forms of racism and sexism. 2. Open-minded millennials are smarter than baby boomers were when we were millennials. 3. One Thanksgiving Day, we will give thanks to Native Americans for their ancestors saving our ancestors from starvation. 4. 
We now know some Americans lie to pollsters, so maybe we'll mute Steve Kornacki's hyperventilating updates. Five. A humble Democratic Party may learn defeat's lesson better than the GOP garnered from its 2012 autopsy. Six. Ultimately, love will trump hate. Now, may all share the beauty of American diversity in Thanksgiving. Join us. Become one of the reasonable voices heard round the world. Thank you. Thank you for continuing to listen to, support, and share the Reasonable Voice Blog Talk Radio with family and friends, especially online. We enjoy hearing from you, and in response, yes, we are now accepting new company and business advertisers and welcoming organizations seeking to be one of our sponsors. So please do continue to email us at thereasonablevoice at gmail dot com. However, if you prefer to simply make a donation, your donations are greatly appreciated and can be made through PayPal by clicking on the donate button found at the top of the homepage of the Reasonable Voice. Thank you for joining us today to make every day as reasonable as possible. We hope you will download and share our downloadable podcasts. I'm Marcello Rolando, the Reasonable Voice, hoping you will become one of the reasonable voices heard round the world. Tax day is coming. Oh no! But if you sign up for Robinhood Gold's IRA with a three percent match, you can get up to a hundred ninety-five dollars for the twenty twenty-three tax year. Oh yeah! Sign up at robinhood.com/boostbytaxday to get the biggest contribution match on the market. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. Three percent match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh.